accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more from the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. Yes, you are, and I am so glad you are here. For those tuning in live at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk, thank you all so much for joining us. We're doing it a little bit later than we normally do because we all had a little bit of a work conflict, but hopefully, man, this means that maybe some folks that are usually unable to join the live show because it's too early uh, can now join us uh, for this week's show, and I think that'll be great. Absolutely. We're, we're happy to have you here over at uh, Flash TV Talk. And uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe this uh, you get to see some of the some of the fun of the live show here. That's right. Look, a couple of little housekeeping things. Uh, of course, the live shows do happen at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And of course, this podcast as a whole would not be made possible without the support of our patrons. So shout out to Patreon.com slash TV Talk. If you've not done so already, head over there. Find out how you can help support this show. All right, man. There's something else that we need to kind of address before jumping into this particular episode of Flash TV Talk, and that is that there is so much show to get into tonight. I mean, there is tons of show. We've got crisis rumors that's going to be happening uh, uh, later on in the program. We got to talk about what happened on Arrow last night, which is going to happen later on in the program. And just in general, this episode is going to have to be structured in a way that allows us to really focus on kind of the red meat, as it were, like the, the good, the meat and the potatoes here. And so with so much that happened in last night's episode. Don't be surprised if some of the characters, there's just so many characters at this point, we're not going to be able to touch on everybody's character arc because there are bigger storylines at play. I say that because we have historically tried very hard to make sure that we kind of at least touch on everybody's, uh, every character that is, is in each episode because every character is somebody's favorite character. You may hate a certain character. You may love a certain character. That character you love, somebody hates. That character you hate, somebody loves. We here at Flash TV Talk love the Flash. We love the show. And we're probably, you know, we've, we've tried to kind of give equal share to the, the massive cast that's there. But honestly... There's too much cast. There's too much going on. There's a crisis down the road. So, yeah. The cast is too darn high. (laughs) It is, man. It's too big. It really is. It really is. But anyway, all that to say, I'm sure that uh, some of those characters and arcs will be able to circle back around in future episodes. But too much happened this episode. And with that said, Bell, you ready? Let's do it. Let's jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode two of season six, A Flash of the Lightning, directed by Gregory Smith and story by Eric Wallace and Kelly Wheeler. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, faced with the news of his impending death, Barry's resiliency suffers as he struggles to fight fate. Meanwhile, Cecile's career as DA conflicts with her identity when she crosses paths with a villainous metahuman. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, man, in reverse order. First, the C-plots. Killer Frost, man. I I know this is like blinking you miss it with her stuff this episode, but I just want to get this out of the way because honestly, I love what's going on with Killer Frost. I love it. I know it's it's just super cheesy and everything else, but I think it's fun and I don't care who disagrees with me. I'm I'm digging Frost. I thought you might not like it, honestly. You know what? I felt like it was the right, appropriate balance to the heaviness of the main story that it kind of worked. And honestly, I'm, I love spending time with this character. Like I've said since the beginning, I'm going to enjoy her more once she starts becoming killer frost. And now we're actually, we're kind of getting a chance to see this side of Caitlin or or however you want to structure it. I mean, this person 
we're seeing the origins of her figuring out who she is. And I believe that we're going to really see the origins of a villain. Uh, we've seen already, you know, she's not she's not really in the mood to help everybody out. She doesn't really want to put uh, Caitlin back in control, even when there's some medical emergencies. Uh, she's really kind of starting to look out for number one and doing so in, in the most uh, fun way possible. And Bell, I don't know if you caught this, but um, the uh, <laughs> the there was there was some cold puns in there. Oh yes, How did Vincent I miss cold Van puns? Snow. Oh yes, Vincent Van Snow. That was hilarious. Definitely laughed out a lot at that one. Man, come on. Any 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 chance there is to get cold puns in, I'm a fan of. Oh yeah, I, I want to get that out of the way up front. I'm here for Frosty. I don't care if y'all disagree with me. I think it's I think it's adorable. Yeah, I you know I, I, I've always been of the mind that I don't think they're going to do a villain around. It just seems like it's it's they they, they that that bridge has been crossed. Uh, so I'm digging the way that they're going with it. I, I like this kind of like you know antiheroish path that they're going down with her, and I I think it, I think it works. I I dig you know I I, I feel her struggle with art uh, <laughs> and you know making things that that uh, other people will appreciate. And so I thought that was a really neat little storyline. Um, so yeah, really digging what they're doing with her. Uh, don't think they're going to do a villain arc. Just going to say it, but um, I'm 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 liking Frosty. Speaking of villain arcs, uh, blood work in this episode, doing science stuff, created a zombie. We'll talk about that next week. All right, next up, uh, Cecile. She had a story, and um, yeah, listen, I love that character. Not a big fan of this story arc that she's going on right now. Maybe we'll talk more about that in the future. That's right. I'm running through some of these right hold now. Hold on, hold on. No, oh, I want to touch on. on this one. I want to touch on this one. Uh, this this, this is this is one of the, the things about this episode that I really liked. First really? off, yeah, I, I tremendously liked this episode. All right, and all right. All throughout last season with Cecile being DA and having the ability to tell whether people are, you know, right or wrong or whatever by feeling their feelings and stuff. I'm like, how can she be a DA when she has that knowledge? Like it, it really just just dug into me that she could be a prosecutor and knowingly have to, you know, put people behind jail who are, or who are innocent because of the preponderance of evidence or other things like that, you know, because she can't come out and say, well, I read their mind and they're not and they're telling the truth. She can't do that. But like as as a defendant, especially, you know, a defendant for metahumans, uh, this gives her the ability to, to use those powers and, and to not, you know, have this internal conflict about, you know, well, I know they're innocent, but I'm still the prosecutor. I still have to do this you know, uh, by, by, by law. And I, I really appreciated that. Like that was a huge grinding thing on me for her to be DA and have those powers. And, and, and now they have like reconciled that. And it makes me so much more happy for Cecile. And I, I, I love that bit. Okay. Listen, I a hundred percent agree with you. I feel like that could have been like her having an epiphany. I don't know that we needed to stretch all that out. Like this was a very stretched out storyline for what the big reveals were. So Cecile's career uh, adjustment, you're right. That needed to happen a long time ago. I'm glad it happened. It makes sense. And I think her story is going to flow a lot better uh, with kind of this new path. The, this whole reveal that there's this terrorist organization kind of that's doing stuff with metahumans. Um, you know, I think that uh, I th- that's that's kind of a big thing that they kind of just like snuck in at the very tail end, blinking, you miss it. It's like, <laughs> Do, okay. I, I, yes, I totally agree with that. They spent they spent more time on other things and they kind of glossed over the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a secret government agency that's like turning metahumans into assassins. Yeah. And the villain, Ultraviolet, they, they did. They really took some. Um, how do you say this? I mean, like they, they've always been very kind of creative and, and, you know, fast and loose with the continuity when it comes to the, uh, the comics or rather the, um, you know, what they pull from. And it's, it's interesting, you know, just kind of as a fun fact. So Esperanza, uh, was actually Allegra's adopted mother in the comics, as opposed to her cousin. And she actually got the powers from her father who actually went by the name wavelength. So 
they kind of really molded that into a, a unique take on the character, which is fun. And we got a kind of a cool little fight scene in the middle of it. And she had a shredder mask, or at least the cousin had a shredder mask. And now Central, uh, the Central City Citizen has a metahuman intern program. And I think that could be interesting. But it's not right now, because we want to talk about the rest of this stuff. Is there anything else, Bell, that you're going to make me talk about before we get into what we really want to talk about? What we had to talk about. So uh, uh, this was uh, uh, pointed out to me on Twitter. Um, and I was like, okay. Because I, I, I didn't get to watch the episode live last night uh, because I was out doing other things. So Anthony K. Savage on uh, Twitter uh, tweeted at me and was saying, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you watched the flash yet. So all I'll say is quote, why didn't oh, he yeah. just sidestep and punch? <laughs> <laughs> and so right. I, I, I have to point that out because he's absolutely right. <laughs> like the, I was loving this episode. Everything was great. And granted that didn't like, you know, make me not love the episode, but I'm like, that was dumb. <laughs> no, I mean, but like, remember, this is the same Flash that he had to cross the streams between Heatwave and Captain Cold as opposed to just punching them. You I know, know like- I know. And, and, and I, I immediately <laughs> hand waved away by saying, OK, well, you know, he can't travel faster than light. So he started moving and she hit him with the light beams. And so he just kind of was like, ah, I can't break out of the light beams. I'm just going to run into him and whatever. But but yes, that was <laughs> I definitely knew exactly what you were talking about, Anthony, as soon as I saw that. And I want to say this, too, because, I mean, overall, this is not a bad episode. Everything that we just talked about, uh, not not like just just cut away. I thought it was great. Well, no, no. Well, here's what. Hear me out. What I'm saying is if you were to cut away everything we just discussed and not talk about what happened with Barry on Earth three and everything else, if we were just looking at this and you sprinkle a little flash in it, that's a pretty decent episode of The Flash. It really is. The reason, though, that it all felt a bit filler and a bit somewhat out of place is because of the driving factor of this episode of this first half of the season of the entire, you know, franchise right now, it was kind of difficult to get excited or for me personally to buy into these stories when we're seeing Barry hanging out with Jay getting his brain fried, experiencing all timelines experiencing. And by the way, like literally experiencing his own death, like, uh, Bell, can we talk about this? Uh, no, I would prefer to talk about uh, the art that we saw in the gallery. Uh, it was very uh, nice. you know. I thought <laughs> no, yes, we absolutely have to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> first thing I want to say is Barry looks really good in Jay's helmet. I know, right? He can pull it off. He can pull it off very, very well. That may come in handy in a couple decades. When he's <laughs> cast as Jay Garrick in the reboot. <laughs> when, they, when they reboot Flash, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know that's going to come at some point. Um, yeah, no, he does. He, he pulls off the helmet nice. Man, we get uh, the, the return of Earth-3, but before we actually get to Earth-3, um, Barry makes a decision in order to fight the crisis. He's going to try and see. He's going to go the day after he's said to disappear. And while he's running uh, through time, uh, or actually before he starts running through time, when Iris is kind of questioning, okay, how are you going to do this? Uh, how are you going to navigate it? But bow, we get the reveal, or at least the kind of the closing of the loop, if you will, that Barry created a Gideon to go with him. Okay, if you're you're going to talk about stuff being like you know uh, uh, swept away and, and like barely mentioned at all, that was the least amongst them, uh, or, or 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 the greatest like sweep under the rug right there. It's like Barry builds Gideon in the future, and then. Monitor destroys the Gideon podium and he creates a, 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 a smaller Gideon out of yep. the remains yep. of that. 
where did this come from? When when is Barry like been It's a paradox. It's a paradox, Bell. It's a paradox. Like, no, no, I'm not talking about the paradox. I'm not even talking about the paradox. At what point has Barry shown any technical proficiency in building stuff like that? He he could remember Barry is the has the ability to read and retain information. So the concept of Barry being able to, you know, read through some technical stuff and kind of uh, piece it all together. He knew he needed a Gideon. He knew he needed it fast. I can easily see him getting some quick technical know-how, assembling it. I mean, he could do that literally in the blink of an eye. Yes, yes, sure. And we've seen him speed read before and and, and do things like that. But it's, it, it just felt kind of like, I know he builds it and I know he's super smart. Uh, and... Uh, uh, it just, I don't know, it felt kind of like out of the blue. And I'm glad to see it. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see it. I really want to see the the, the super smart, uh, you know, detective-y kind of like, you know, Barry Allen uh, that we know and love from the comics. And it, it was welcome. It just felt kind of out of left field. All right. So consider this, though. I mean, if we're going to focus really, you know, in on the concept of Gideon's creation, we know from the past that Gideon is created by Barry Allen to assist with, tra- you know, traversing the timeline. Um, we were fir- we were first introduced to that concept by Gideon, right? So the problem that we run into though is that with the arc that Cisco has gone on, with him being kind of the tech guy, the guy that's building all the stuff that you know when. I mean, we'll talk about it later on Arrow. This really isn't spoilers to say that a, a device appeared this season or at the season uh, premiere of of Arrow, and the explanation is like, oh, Cisco's let me borrow it. So I mean, like you know, he's the <laughs> He's the tech guy for the entire universe. There needs to be a reason why Barry would build Gideon and not Cisco. So either Cisco has to die in order for that to make sense, or Barry needs some future tech quick, and so he just makes it himself. And I think that that actually gives a pretty simplistic explanation without Cisco having to die for Barry to create Gideon. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe it's one of those things where uh, it, it requires intimate knowledge of, you know, the speed force and stuff to kind of like program it or whatnot, you know? And, uh, mm, while Cisco yeah. could learn that it, it would be easier for Barry just because he has that like, you know, intimate hands-on experience with the speed force. I appreciate the attention to continuity because, you know, in fact, uh, I think, uh, Terrence in the, the uh, chat right now is saying that it would have been more believable if Cisco had just made it granted, but it would have not fit with continuity. And we needed that closing of the loop of Barry creating Gideon and I'm going to give it to him. Like, I'm fine with that happening off scene. I think that makes sense. I think we've seen that he's got the power to do it. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw him that one. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just thrilled to see Gideon come back and not just in a one-off because we actually see her later uh, or at least hear her later in Barry's costume. So it may very well be that she's kind of the new Jarvis, uh, you know, slash Friday uh, coming in. Same, same actress, by the way. Uh, um, uh, Marina Baccaron? Yeah. Really? Coming back to reprise. How about that? That's awesome because I don't think uh, the Gideon on on Legends, I think in season one was voiced by Marina Baccarat, but in season two uh, had a different uh, voice actor slash actress because Gideon be, uh, became like became physical. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that that's interesting. Um, I, it was probably scheduling conflicts as I know uh, uh, Marina was doing like Deadpool and, and other things like that around that time. So. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 great to to hear the OG Gideon back, and uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm hoping that she'll stay around. Yeah, so I'm 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 thrilled, man. I think that's great. So of course we do get uh, the reveal and the, a nice closing in of that of that time loop. And I think a large part of this season, especially with the crisis happening, is going to be kind of closing of the loops. There are going to be paradoxes created. They're going to be paradoxes destroyed. We're going to see, um, you know, I think we're going to see the origins for things that we have had for some time. 
uh, created and explained in ways that we've never gotten. I think that we're going to see Eobard coming into play in a way that we're not necessarily expecting. Wait, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think something is going to happen with Eobard? Uh, all people? <laughs> <laughs> hey, think, speaking of things I did not get right, um, man, so Nora was not evil. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Yeah, you did. And here's the thing. For those that uh, have been skipping our Road to Crisis uh, miniseries that we did, uh, perfectly understandable. A lot of spoilers and rumors all up in there, and so that's that's fine. Uh, but during a previous episode, when we saw the trailer for this uh, for the season, and I saw clips from this episode, I had this theory that perhaps he was on an Earth where Nora was an evil Nora, and she was actively torturing him. And I was very, very wrong. Yes. Yes, you were. But to be fair, they shot it in such a way that did kind of have that menacing feel. Uh, kind of. I, I didn't get a menacing feel from it, but that was just me. Light through the shutters on the face, like the whole dark. It's very lighting, the dark music. on Earth three. It is that. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so man, yo, the he does go back to Earth three. Uh, we get a chance to see Jay. Jay is uh, sporting a broken leg, or at least a, an injured leg, with the cane. Uh, man, for me, this evokes imagery from Smallville season eleven which was the comic series that followed the Smallville television series. By the way, it's the uh, 18-year anniversary of Smallville. Oh, well, there you go. little fun fact for you. Uh, yeah, and, and in the uh, season 11, they have a Flash-centric arc in which they introduce the character of Jay Garrick, who is rolling around with a cane. In fact, I want to say one of the first uh, kind of YouTube theory videos we had about uh, Harrison Wells and who he could be, we actually used that imagery of kind of a Jay Garrick with a bum leg as a potential scenario for who Harrison Wells could be. Now, same video, totally called it on Eobard, so I'm not always wrong. I was wrong on Evil Nora. But, you know, <laughs> occasionally, I can be right. Occasionally. So Nora, man, this is her doppelganger. Of course, she's not Nora. She's uh, Joan. Uh, man, I love this dynamic of Barry being able to engage with his parents' doppelgangers because they're just different enough that it's not like... It's not like... um. It's not like a Rick and Morty type situation of like, oh, you know, that's not even my original summer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like this, you know, everybody from a different earth is interchangeable. No, everybody from a different earth is very unique. And in this instance in particular, they're, they're very similar in probably how they engage with each other. But they, they, they have different names. They have different lives. They've never had kids. So they don't have that, you know, parenting uh, aspect of their relationship. And I don't know. I, I love the just different enough scenario that makes it sweet, but also kind of painful for Barry. Yeah, because there, there's not like a. I, I'm, I'm assuming there's not an infinite number of worlds in the in the uh, Arrowverse. I know. don't know, man. Did you see the map? Yeah, there's there's a lot, right? But like, so with, with an infinite number, it would imply that there are an infinite number of copies of Barry's parents, right? Yeah. And so so uh, that would be exactly the same. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah, I mean, but I would. So, so yeah. with a limited number, yeah, there'll be multiple doppelgangers, but they'd all be different. Um, so, I, I, which I think, I think is, I think is neat. Yeah, and and like I said, I, the Earth ninety, um, uh, or rather Earth, uh, sorry, Earth three, the Earth three. Um, I don't know. It's just a fun Earth to go to. Uh, you know, this is they have zeppelins. They, they do have Zeppelins. There's a lot of kind of uh, that classic golden age nature to that world, which makes a lot of sense. Of course, Jay Garrick is kind of a quintessential, if not the quintessential golden age hero. Um, Bell, the fact that, that he is kind of leaning more into the science and less in the field work right now, 
How, how did you take that? Uh, you want to know my, my theory right now? I do want to know your theory. All right. Well, um, I think it has something to do. So he said he's losing the speed force, right? So he, he, he worked with, uh, with doppelganger Nora, uh, and Joan. you know, got Jenna. Her name is, jo- her name is Joan. Joan, 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 Joan. Yeah. So he, he was working with Joan to help with his, uh, dilemma where he was having, where he, you know, he's losing his speed force, right? He's losing his speed. And I'm wondering if it has something to do with Barry Allen dying and the speed force, like discontinuing or something Ooh, like that. Ooh, and so, so that, that, that was the first thought that popped into my head. It was like, hmm, he's losing the speed force because Barry's going to die in a couple months. Interesting. And so like other speedsters, I mean, we haven't really come across any. I mean, the Wally's out there, sure. But, uh, uh, you know, Nora's gone. Um, or excess, excess Nora's gone. Um, you know, we, we don't know where Eobard is. We don't know what, what's happening to them. But right. Jay specifically says he's losing touch with the speed force. And I think that's something that he mentioned last season as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm wondering if that's because of what happens to Barry at the, uh, during the crisis. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So here's my only pushback on that. I love that concept, but if that was the case, wouldn't Barry also, well, maybe Barry wouldn't be. No, because Barry is the speed force and the speed force is Barry. Other speedsters would be having, I know you're saying that we, we haven't seen any, but like Eobard, especially you think would like show up, you know, like well, who's to say that he won't. I, I'm just, you know, because Jay's an older speedster, so it's probably affecting him more than it is. Oh, kind of like when the, uh, the flash time and, and everything. Okay. Oh, huh. Yeah, so I mean, maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe like Eobard's gonna be like, well, hold on, I don't want to lose the speed force. I don't well, want my, my connection know, to the reverse man. speed force, and so he maybe he's gonna be, be like, yeah, if Barry goes, then the speed force goes, and then I can't pull into the reverse speed force, you know. And so maybe he's like, uh, I need to do something about this. Who okay, knows? all right, you that's, know, that's true. That is true. The only thing that he would like, I guess, hate worse than not being able to kill Barry Allen is losing access to the negative speed force because I mean, well, that's why he didn't kill him in season one. Yeah. And, and, and also if Barry has to die to save the crisis, Eobard's not going to get to kill him. The crisis is. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, you know, uh, motive for him to try and save him <laughs> so he can kill him. It's like, nobody kills Barry Allen, but me. <laughs> that's a good point, man. I, I hadn't really thought about it from that angle. Um, I, I like that thought, and it is possible, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that's it. I think I think it might be. Hmm. I think it might be tied to kind of a a need from a narrative standpoint of passing the torch. But the other thing is, I think that it has something to do with the fact that, like, we're removing support systems for Barry, right? Like. So he has to make this decision his on his own and everything. Exactly. Now, yeah. you know, you mentioned, of course, he looks amazing in the helmet. And that is 100 percent true with that sequence. He is given his mind is opened up. He sees all of these potential realities. He experiences all of these potential timelines. He he experiences and we actually see him experiencing his own death, which was a gorgeous homage. Oh, looked great. Yeah, man. That was that was almost just ripped panel for panel right out of the comics. And so. And what, and which I think is amazing because what we did just see is his death. Uh, you know, like they, they just showed us that he experienced it. That happened, or at least will happen, or at least should happen or has happened or however you want to look at it from a, you know, timeline standpoint, a gorgeous sequence. I mean, just hats off. I, I was shook, man. I was shook. I'm like, I, I was almost brought to tears 
as I was watching that, because this is this man that's running to literally hold together the entire multiverse. Uh, and so not just, you know, not just in a, you know, it's taking it even, even, even higher than Tony Stark. Tony Stark saved everybody in the universe, right? Well, freaking yeah. Barry Allen just saved everybody in the multiverse. He just saved everybody in all universes. So yeah. take that, Downey. <laughs> and assuming that there is a Earth where the Avengers exist in the multiverse, then Barry technically saved the MCU. In the comics, there actually was a a Marvel-like uh, uh, universe in the DC universe. And um, man, I'll have to go back and take a look at that one. I think that was a Batman or Batman and Superman World's Finest uh, one-shot or something of that nature. But anyway, okay, so here's the deal. He experiences all of this. He dies to save the multiverse. As I'm watching the sequence, I am reminded of something that I'd kind of forgotten about until that moment. He's already died to save the multiverse. Uh, season two. Like, that's literally what he did at the end of season two. Hmm. Remember? Yeah. With the, uh, with the, uh, Zoom has the big Ferris wheel of death. Yeah, but like, that was, that was a, uh, no, he was uh, gonna, he was gonna destroy the multiverse. Like, that was his whole deal. Like, uh, um, right. Owl no, Man no. from, uh, from, you know, uh, well, the comics Earth 2, not this Earth 2. But yeah, no, he, he had this whole device that was going to destroy the entire multiverse, all Earths, uh, or at least all Earths. I don't know if it was the entire multiverse, but it was certainly like all the Earths of the multiverse he was going to destroy. And Barry literally... But um, it, was a, it was a time remnant, though. But see, this is the thing, and I made this argument then, and I stand by it. A time remnant is still you. So it's kind of like in uh, The Prestige. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know how at the end of The Prestige, how he says, you know, because uh, he's making, spoilers for The Prestige, by the way, he's, he's making copies of himself, and he talks about never knowing if he would be himself or the copy. You know, like, not knowing what happens. And so the copy of himself, like, that's literally a him with all of his memories and all of, all of who he is that ends up dying. So... You're right. This is not the Barry that died, but there was a Barry that like split off from this one who absolutely was Barry who absolutely died to save the multiverse. Yes. You see what I'm saying? But it's time remnant Barry. I would actually argue that the Barry that we are dealing with is actually the one that was created and the Barry that died in season two was the one that preexisted. Um... Depending on how you... At, at, at one point, I actually... I don't... <laughs> I whiteboarded it out to figure this out, to figure out exactly which Barry was <laughs> course, the one. Of course that, you did. Of, of course, course I did. did. Yeah, there were, there were post-it notes and everything. But no, I, I'm, I'm just maintaining that, that thought and that theory. If, I, if ever given the chance to talk to uh, some of the showrunners there, or, or you know, even from Grant's perspective, um, but that's, all, that's the way that I've, I've always seen it, is that that was the Barry, that we're dealing with the Barry that, that was created from the prime Barry who ended up dying then. So now this Barry is to some extent following in that Barry's footsteps, except doing so not just to save all Earths, but to save all all universes, all potential universes, all potential timelines. Well, this also begs the question is, could a time room and Barry not just sacrifice himself to save the multiverse? In no, this no, this is different, man. This isn't just powering a machine. This is literally holding, like, he has to be the speed force. Like, this, I, I think, man, you know, this is the reason why I don't fully subscribe to your theory, although I think it's awesome. I think this is the moment that Barry's supposed to become the speed force. Interesting. Yeah. So like literally he essentially, you know, runs, 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 holding the multiverse together. It literally rips him apart. His body becomes the energy that is the speed force 
becoming a literal force of nature, holding all of time and all all worlds, all universes together, uh, and essentially becomes the lightning that will end up striking him. So this is this is the way that I, that's the only reason. I've, again, I love your theory, but th- that's the only reason why I don't fully subscribe to it is because I think when Barry Allen when Barry Allen dies in the crisis, he will become the speed force. Now, again, I have put this theory out there before, and I'm just going to restate it. I still think it's absolutely true that Barry Allen will die in the crisis. I just don't think it's this Barry. I think it's going to be Wesley Shipsbury. And I think one of the reasons why we're getting Jay Garrick with a bum leg going into crisis is because it's going to be another Flash that looks a lot like him that's going to be active, and that's Earth-90 uh, Barry Allen, who's going to end up taking the shot. Yeah, I, I, I like that theory, too. That, that's what I think. I mean, I just don't, I don't know, because like, it depends. If, if they had plans to go with Barry dying and to like actually Grant Gustin's Barry Allen dies in crisis. And then the rest of the season we have like Wally come in and be the flash. Like how crazy would that be for an entire half of a season? What we thought we might see, uh, you know, for a little bit there, uh, but we didn't cause it was like one episode, but, uh, I think that could be really cool. And then we could have next season, season seven be flash rebirth. Uh, could be, could be. I think that would be awesome. Um, and it may, it may be the case. I think that's too grandiose, though. I I don't think they're. I don't think Wally's coming back. No, I don't think he is. I I think I think Keenan Lonsdale is 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 happy where he is right now, and uh, I don't I don't see him coming back to the role. I think I mean I think he's a great Wally West. Don't get me wrong. No, but Uh, he just doesn't want to be the character right now. Like I really, yeah, yeah. that's the thing that's kind of a little frustrating is that that's such a beloved character, and it'd be really great if he was enjoying playing the character, but. I mean, well, that's the thing, though. If they gave him a lead role in this in the series, again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'd be great if it did. Uh, I would love to see him, you know, as the Flash for a half a season. That'd be cool. Well, and we should mention that he is coming back this season for an episode. But I mean, we're talking about in in a much much bigger way. Yeah, 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 we're talking about like the back half of the season, and then you know, Flash comes back, and then he can do he can do whatever at that point. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird thing because the Flash is such it's such a character that is built on the concept of legacy. And yet all of the legacy characters that we've been given of people that could fill Barry's shoes are either dead, wiped out of time or, you know, don't want to be on the show, really. It's yeah. So it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting and and, and a small clarification: Terrence Pittman in the chat has brought up the point, uh, and this is correct. Uh, the monitor never says that Barry Allen has to die. He says the Flash. So it is, is true. It is, it is not a. It is. It says the the Flash must. Die. He says specifically the Flash must die, and so that is just the right amount of ambiguity to make me think that it is not going to be Grant Gustin's Flash, but rather uh, yeah, John Wesley Ship's '90s Flash. Well, and I've seen some suggesting that perhaps it's Jay. I just, I don't think it's going to be Jay. Um, I think it's, that's, that'd be a, it, it makes thematic sense. It makes storytelling sense that it's not Jay. And here's the other thing. The only, the reason why I lean into the Barry Allen aspect of it, as opposed to just the flash aspect of it is because it's the crisis, man. Barry Allen's yeah. got to die in the crisis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and that, that's, that is another valid point. Yeah. You know, it, it is Barry Allen, the flash that dies in crisis. And so I think Barry Allen, the flash should die uh in this crisis but it, so which means it's probably not going to be jay garrick's flash it's going to be exactly barry allen 90s flash i think so now man a lot of, you know a large part of this arc the big part of this arc is really about um barry trying to wrestle with the concept of his own death and whether or not you know there's a way to prevent it and he after experiencing all this uh he has a moment that's very uh, to me man it was very reminiscent of um a, a movie called stranger than fiction 
Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, probably not. Will Ferrell. It's a serious, uh, pseudo serious movie, kind of a, a fun indie drama type of movie. And uh, it's, it's great. It's about a guy that discovers that he's a fictional character and he hears this voice in his head that's a narrator and is literally narrating his life. And he comes <laughs> to discover that she's writing a book and he's the character in her book. And so they're, they're really kind of dealing, you know, he meets her and he finds out that through the narration that he's supposed to die. And it's a great, great movie. And I really don't want to spoil that movie. But suffice to say, he's given the opportunity to read his story before it's published so that he can, he can, he can convince the author not to kill him. But then after he gets done reading the story of his life and, and reading his own death and seeing why he dies, he gives it back to the author and says, please complete it. I read it cover to cover. It's beautiful. Don't change a thing. And like, it's, uh, it's, it's such a powerful, I love that movie so much. And I know a lot of people don't like seeing Will Ferrell not being hilarious, but I mean, like, honestly, it's, it's a great, great movie. And it reminded me of that, man. It was this, it's seeing why he dies and how he dies. And like, I, yeah, of course I got to die. You know what I mean? There's no out of this. Yeah. I thought that was really neat too, where, uh, you know, it was, it's, you know, Iris was saying, you know, this isn't Barry. Barry wouldn't quit running. And, uh, you know, Barry, in, in my eyes, is all about hope, right? That's why he was the Blue Lantern uh, in, in, in Blackest Night and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And Barry's always about hope. He's always about, like, these kind of things. And I think uh, what really solidified the fact that uh, – because Iris is like, we have to keep fighting this. We have to keep doing this. There has to be another way. And I, I think Joe's speech in this episode was really what helped me kind of, like, realize that by Barry sacrificing himself, he is not giving up. No, not he, at all. He is, uh, he is doing uh, what he must He's because... He's fulfilling his destiny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the son of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's, not, it's not an issue of him giving up and uh, running, uh, you know, just being like, well, there's nothing I can do. I guess I got to, like, sacrifice myself. It's, it's a thing where, honestly... Uh, him not facing the problem uh, and not, you know, running into it quite literally um, would be the the non-flash move, right? Uh, yeah, he's the only one. He's literally the only one who can do this. Well, uh, yeah, according to what we've to seen right knowledge. now is, is that he believes yeah. he's the only one. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is there is another flash. There is <laughs> another <laughs> flash walker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Uh, no, you're 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 right, man. And then it's going right. to be Jay Garrick. Like Barry's going to be holding uh, uh, '90s Barry, and '90s Barry is going to be like, "Tell your sister <laughs> you are right about me." <laughs> Sorry with the Star Wars references, but uh, I, I kind of it have fit. To. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked too well not to. All right, so there you go. Um, overall, fantastic episode. I really, I really very much enjoyed it. Um, as I mentioned before, the only. The only reason I kind of put down the the sizable B plot was just because given what we're going up against this season, it just it seemed like I just kept on really wanting to get back to Barry and get back to discussing this. And I have a feeling that's going to be a challenge on this first half of the season as a whole. We know that this is where things are driving because, you know, with Barry in particular, so much of his story arc is is leading has been leading up to this since the beginning. Um but at the same time, you know, we got we got blood work out there. We got, you know, uh, the Central City Metahuman Citizen internship going on. You know, we got some stuff. I, it's going to be good. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's the thing that's crazy about me is that I love this episode so wholly that it, it kind of like 
I don't know if it, it maybe not detracted from the the main plot that was going on, but I was so just good. I was I was so uh, just like happy. Like all these things that I've been that I've been sitting there saying, like scratch my head about the Flash for the last couple seasons, have finally mm. paid paid out. And like this was one of my favorite episodes in a long time. Um, like everything about it, in my opinion, with the exception of the why didn't he sidestep it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's classic. That's classic. Yeah, Come on, man. yeah. You know, it, it's it's like it's like every episode of Supergirl where like she has to have laser eye beam fights with you know somebody who shoots laser eye beams. Uh, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm stare, gonna staring contact. Yeah, like I'm gonna run into the thing and then hit her. You know, I, I sure I, I I get it. And that's the thing. It's symbolic, Bell. I know. The, the I know. Force that's being pushing him back, and he runs right through it. I know. It. I know. And that that that's why I was able to hand wave it away. And because that's the thing is like, like, uh, you know, last season, there were a lot of episodes where I was like, this part was great and I loved it. Everything else about that episode was schlock and it was terrible. Uh, and, and, and this was this was like the first Flash episode in a long time where everything was great. I loved every moment of it. And I am so excited for the rest of, of, of the lead up to Crisis, because if they keep writing at this caliber and they keep doing uh, what they're doing, it's it's this is this is we're set up to be the, the best Flash season ever. All right, man. So that's 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 great. I love it. Great episode. But man, we do have to talk. We got so much, man. We got so much going on. And that's going to bring us to this week's The, the Road, Road to Crisis. All right, man. We've got uh, we got some crisis rumor mill going around. Um, so I should mention uh, now we are transitioning into what is what could be considered spoiler te- territory. However, I, that being said, nothing that we're about to talk about has been confirmed. Um, but if you don't want to hear about anything with Crisis, uh, then we will talk to y'all later. Thank y'all so much for listening. But for those wanting to talk Crisis, we are here, and here we go. Uh, Titans, man, Titans. Uh, it, it is being rumored and widely discussed right now that uh, the DC Universe's streaming show, The Titans, or uh, rather Titans, is will have some kind of cameo esque scene. That has, in fact, already been produced, recorded, uh, probably on their own set. Um, this is being talked about, about to a a large extent. The, you know, during during our mini series Road to Crisis, it was difficult keeping up with what was fact and what was fiction. In fact, you know, uh, you know, we very famously messed up a few uh, times you, in the midst you, of that. You, you, very famously messed up a couple times. Yeah, it didn't matter. The point: we're a team, Bell. We're a team. <laughs> And so, uh, so we want to be more careful moving into uh, it, it now that we're you know back in proper here. But uh, what do you think, man? Titans coming on to Crisis uh, for at the very least a cameo. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a yay, nay? What do you think? Well, um, it is something that I think would be would be neat. Uh, I don't know if there's any. I mean, obviously, I, I have a feeling they're on a separate Earth. Uh, there, there's no linkage there. But with Crisis, you know. It's Crisis of Infinite Earths. They merge everything down. So who knows what's going to happen after that? I don't think we're going to see any kind of uh, crossover uh, possibilities after this right. just because of, you know, we have different studios involved, different filming locations, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and, 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 and a different uh, uh, medium, right? Like the CW is not going to have them, you know, let them curse and stuff like that like they do on Titans. And, huh. and so like that, that those are the, <laughs> those are the kind of things that, you know, I just, I don't, it's going to cause a problem having them, you know, come over on the CW. Um, okay. I think it'd be cool. Like I, the, the worry that I have is that the CW has done such a great job with the Arrowverse 
that I don't want Warner Brothers to pull a Disney and be like, hey, Netflix, I know how you're making these awesome shows and stuff, but like, uh, stop, because we're making our own streaming service. I don't want Warner mm. Brothers to grow in there and be like, I know CW is owned by Warner Brothers, um, but I don't want them to be like, hey, CW, I know you guys are making all these great shows, but why don't you like stop doing it on the CW and come over to Warner Brothers? And uh, unless they keep everything absolutely the same and then put it on their streaming platform, but then that's, that's just another streaming platform that you got to, you know, subscribe to so yeah yeah i i I don't think there's too much of a risk of that just because i don't think there's as as much of kind of an organization uh behind the scenes that really drives that um i will say this i have said since a lot of these rumors started that it it just made a (laughs) it didn't make any sense to me that these dc streaming services would not have some kind of cameo uh so it make you know of course we we absolutely have to have a, a titans cameo in here whether or not it's true though I'm going to give this man about a 30% chance of being true. A 30% chance. So if we do see anything, my guess is that it's going to be a a shot of the Titans fighting bad guys. And then all of a sudden they stop and they look up and there's red skies and that's going to be it. I think it's one of two things, either that of them kind of looking out the window and seeing red skies. Um, actually because of what happened on arrow, I'm not sure that that's the case anymore, but, but that, that is a widely thought theory. Um, the other thing is I have a feeling we're going to get a portals esque moment during crisis where like, you know, the monitor will have basically set up this idea that he or his, um, his minions are kind of going around to all these different earths, recruiting all these heroes for the ultimate fight. And he's going to all bring everybody in for this ultimate fight. And that's when we're going to see, you know, a lot of kind of green screen, like them just fighting on green screen, but like sprinkled throughout. So we may have an end game esque type of cameo, um, thrown in at the end that would be my guess so barry's is gonna we'll pick see. up mjolnir and he's gonna say dc universe assemble <laughs> yeah man he's worthy he's worthy absolutely but but here's the thing the reason why i'm giving this only a 30 percent chance is because titans being a dc property i feel like this would be an official announcement now that being said this next one we're about to talk about is also a dc property but i think this one's actually more likely for some reason uh, and that is that Lucifer's Tom Ellis, uh, who plays the the title character of, of Lucifer, uh, will be in crisis. Now, he has reportedly been seen on the set, which is a big feather in the cap of this being true. <laughs> uh, and of course, Lucifer is a DC show. It's in the DC universe, or at least the DC universe suite of shows, uh, not connected directly to the CW. Um, it is currently... And I could be wrong on this, but as I understand it, it is currently owned on Netflix or owned by Netflix. It's certainly produced by Netflix. So it is definitely falling outside of the realm of what would be traditionally under the umbrella. But I mean, he was there. So, well, you know. so I think I, 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 you know, I don't know for sure. I was talking to my buddy of mine about uh, Lucifer uh, a while back, and he had mentioned something like it was canceled at some point and then somebody brought it back. Netflix. So yeah, it was saved by Netflix. So it was it was saved by no, it was what what network was it on before Netflix? It saved was Netflix. Oh, before Netflix. Oh, uh, because it was know. on a network. The network canceled it. Netflix brought it back. So um, I don't know. But again, this that would tie into your whole hey Netflix and uh, it needs to partner up to kind of defeat Disney Plus kind of thing. So uh, yes, yes, I now, think that should happen. <laughs> now the, 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 the one the one question that I have here for this is that was Tom Ellis seen in costume on set during a take or was it like 
Tom Ellis is in Vancouver, and he's like, hey, I got some buddies over there. Let's say, what's up? You know, how's it going? As I understand it, he was on set. Now, costume, you know, he's not, this is not right, like Right, right. It's not like he has a character. superhero suit or anything, but, right. you know. Uh, oh, and and we have some... Uh, uh, some uh, Fox, by the way. Yeah, yes. Fox. Uh, Alex and Terrence in the chat have mentioned that Lucifer was on Fox before Netflix saved it. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I don't know. Uh, he's seen on set, so that, that raises the probability really high. Um, and it would be really neat if this led to some kind of like marriage between the, uh, DC properties and, and the Netflix. devil. Oh, and Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I want to watch Lucifer. I've heard good things. I've heard it's interesting. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I, I watched it specifically because Tom Welling was on, uh, on for a season and you know, it's, it's about the caliber of, of, you know, show that it could, it could easily be a CW show. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, you know, listen, CW executives who are watching live, I'm, I'm, I'm not bashing CW shows, but they are, there's a lot of shows that restate the premise of the season, almost every single episode. And when you go back and binge watch the episodes, it gets a bit repetitive <laughs> and it falls into that same type of thing. And that's not just CW. Clearly it's also Fox, but anyway, so yeah, so it is a little, um, there's a lot of redundant repeating of the premise of the season. Uh, on, on every single episode that is quite quite frustrating at times, a little expositional. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I'm giving that one a 75% chance. Now, uh, one thing, man, that has been pseudo-confirmed, and this is just kind of a fun tidbit, we mentioned, of course, that as we're recording on Wednesday, uh, this is uh, the, the Smallville anniversary, 18-year anniversary, and of course, Smallville season 11 was the comic book that followed uh, the, the show. And the whole purpose of that comic series was to be canonical, was to actually, you know, pick up where the series left off. Well, with the uh, with Tom Welling uh, reprising the role of Clark Kent, uh, Durant's Lois Lane as well, we are finding out that Smallville season eleven will essentially be considered canonized by this uh, by this cameo or by this appearance in the Crisis, and so they are going to act as if uh, what has happened in Smallville season eleven happened in the life of this Clark Kent. And uh, man, I, I just I love that. Now, that being stated, stated, there is some small details that they're going to kind of, uh, I guess, you know, not necessarily be um, uh, incorrect per se, but uh, might not be exactly in line with the comic. And most of those just have to do with the ownership of the Kent farm. Um, but a lot of times happen between, you know, season 11 and now. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows how they do it. I saw that tweet by, by Guggenheim. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not a, I haven't watched a lot of Smallville. I've seen like only the episodes that pertain to the Flash in Smallville. Um, so what they sold the Kent farm at some point, And then it, I, I guess in season 11, uh, mm. the comic book. And then Guggenheim's like, oh, yeah, everything's canonized except for this one part that we didn't show where they bought the farm back. Listen, man, I'm not going to let rest too heavily on uh, Guggenheim's knowledge of canon. That's coming, in, that's coming into what we're about to talk about here. Um, all right. So there you go. Those are the rumors and the announcements and the everything else that's going on with with crisis. Now let's get to what, what we know is happening. What what has happened this very last 24 hours? Bell, you did not see last night's arrow. I did. I just read the show notes. I, what? OK, so first of all, first of all. Uh, and, and so again, for those of you looking just for the crisis stuff, but not wanting to know, cause you haven't watched arrow yet, pause, go watch arrow, then come back. I don't want to ruin this for you. Well, you just uh, ruined it for me. Yeah. You, cause why wasn't I given not, homework to watch the episode of arrow that happened this week? Cause then we'd have to wait an extra hour on top of the hour that you made us late. Hey, well, you could have told me about that previously, like, uh, Previously, Previously. On, Flash <laughs> on Flash TV Talk, <laughs> Bo doesn't tell Bell to watch Arrow, and now he's spoiled. 
No, man, I had fun live tweeting this episode of the era. I mean, like, because it basically, the episode occurs on Earth 2, and you don't know that at first. At first, you're just seeing uh, all of these characters who, who you know, we haven't seen in forever. So, like, Ollie's mom pops up, and of course, I'm, like, tweeting out, she bad. Yeah, of and course then, she bad. Yeah, and then and then Malcolm Merlin shows up, and I'm like, he bad. And then uh, the, the younger Merlin shows up, I'm like, he dead. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, then, then Maya, we fire not Maya, but uh, Mia or shoot his sister. What was his sister's name? Willa Holland. No. What was Oliver's sister's name? I'm blank. Thea. Thea. Thank you. Uh, Thea. So they mentioned that, that she's dead. And I'm like, hashtag she dead. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like this big reveal. And by the way, if you never listened to arrow TV talk, I'm so sorry. You didn't get any of that, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. So we, we get, uh, you know, these, these great callbacks to uh, characters of the past. And then it's revealed that all of this is going down on earth two and that Oliver has Whoa, been sent hold there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Arrow had an episode take entirely, place entirely, entirely, entirely on, on earth two. Yeah. It, it been, it, I'm just, I have been, I have not even begun to gripe. What? Yes. Yes. Now don't get me wrong. Awesome. Awesome episode. Very much enjoyed it. They're also playing around with the future bell. They are just using us over here. Like, like This is BS, man. This is our story beats, Arrow. You're I, talking about multiple Earths. You're having talk about the future. You you want to be the fly. You have flash envy, Oliver Queen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. He does. He does. He got he got he got that little taste last year. Yeah. <laughs> he got to wear the suit. He wakes up, he's with Iris. And now all of a sudden he wants to be Barry Allen. So he's, he's so, got a future episode. I, or, I see it now. He plot. like Stephen Mills in the writing room be like, so uh, thoughts on the last season. I have some. Uh, first off, I want to be Barry Allen. Uh, <laughs> second off, let's do everything right, on right. Earth too. Cause that was cool. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, he starts off and he's doing his, his table read. My name is Barry Allen. No, uh, no, Steven, 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 read the script. He's like, this Oliver is the Clinton. script. <laughs> I am this the is script. My script. <laughs> You have failed this act. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, but here's the thing. Yes, of course, all happening on Earth 2. Um, great episode. I really enjoyed it. But some things started to really rub me the wrong way. Hold on. Yeah, because I almost did a spit take. Terrence Pittman in the chat. I, no, I'm, no, I'm, don't, I'm, no, 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 uh, I think it was Prometheus, and apparently he is the Arrow of Earth Two, which Bell, he's not the Arrow of Earth Two. Um, Robert, Robert Robert Queen's the Arrow. Robert of Earth Queen II. is the Arrow of Earth Two, and so like that was that was kind of bugging me throughout, and so I'm like, so like is Robert gonna like show up and save Barry or save Oliver because like you know it's his dad and there'll be this great reunion. But wait, with his dad, hold on, yeah, um. In the Earth 2 episodes in The Flash, where they mention Robert Queen, didn't they say they captured Robert Queen as the Arrow or something? No, he was he was revealed to be the revealed Arrow. Revealed to be the Arrow. So but they didn't capture him. Well, but yeah, but but logic could dictate then at that point that Robert Queen would need to like keep a low profile and somebody else would have to like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but they don't even address it. Like nobody oh, really? talks about this. Nobody talks about this. Like they don't even mention the, oh, your dad came back and he was the arrow, or the, not, not even a throwaway line. Like clearly. Clearly, this was forgotten. In fact, I actually tweeted Guggenheim on this because I was like, I thought that Robert was the you know the hood of this earth. He's like, well, you know, multiple people have been the hood. I'm like, come on, man, y'all didn't even address this. That was such a cool story concept. 
Like, what a wasted story concept. It yeah. really bugs me that they didn't, like, lean in there, especially here where that kind of reunion between Oliver and his dad in such a way would have been, it would have been incredible. But I guess Prometheus must have a big fan base because, you know, he's the arrow now. Uh, so there's that. There's that. And and while this was going on, Bell, like, I was posting it on Twitter. It was bothering me. And people started suggesting. They're like, well, no, man, this is uh, maybe maybe a post-Flashpoint Earth 2. And so when we had to have a little talk about the fact that, well, you can't have a post-Flashpoint Earth 2. For one thing, you change a timeline on your Earth, it only affects your Earth. It doesn't affect other Earths. And beyond that, there was no Flash on this Earth because their Flash was a imposter Jay Garrick who was actually Hunter Zolomon who became Zoom and never had the chance to do a Flashpoint in order to reset this universe. But wait, what about, oh gosh, um, or was that, that was another Earth, wasn't it? Which one? The the guy who has the, the flight suit. Accelerated man. That's Accelerated another man. Earth. That's yeah, another that's Earth. That's not another this Earth. Earth. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. See, this is why Arrow doesn't need, like, they're, they're playing in our backyard, man. If, they, if they're going to play in our backyard, they need to hire us as consultants. Because listen, that, that didn't happen. Now, I did realize one thing. And actually, I feel like this is a better explanation than the one that you and Guggenheim just gave. That like, well, maybe he was the Arrow and then he stopped. And so now this new kid is and we're just not going to talk about it. That bothers me. I, I will I will say that on this earth, it is possible. It's definitely not possible. There was definitely not a flashpoint. But there could have been a quick point, Bell. Ooh. There could have been a quick point. Think about it. Jessie Quick, she had a dead mom. She could have gone back in time in an effort to try to save her mom and, you know, shuffled some things around. This is very true. And we wouldn't know. We're off on Earth One. That doesn't that doesn't impact us one way or the other. So I would just like throw it out there like you know, however you want to, you know, retcon it or headcan your way around it. Uh, Guggenheim suggests that that Robert was the uh, the hood and just stopped being the hood, and we're not going to talk about it. I'm going to say there was a quick point on this uh, Earth, or at least the likelihood is strong. Well, Alex in the chat also mentions that Robert Queen is dead or in jail, so like that's also a possibility. But I just, do like I do like the quick point. I do like the quick point. I will say that. I just I, they should have addressed it. That just seems like. If you're going to go to this earth where like Oliver's dad followed in his footsteps and you're going to play around with all these different character concepts, I just think they forgot about it. I yeah. think that's the reality. And so it just requires headcanon to be able to get around it, which is fine. Uh, and I, I like quick point. I like the idea of, of a flashpoint like event happening on an earth that we would never be the wiser of because of course no other earth would be the wiser of our flashpoint except for Harry who popped back over post flashpoint and realized that uh, Barry changed the timeline. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Because you know what? Harry and Jesse, man, they're some great characters, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I like Harry and Jesse. Them some classic Flash characters, aren't they? Um, Harry, Harry's Harry's old school, man. He's and old, old school. Jesse Quick and Wally, you know, they got a thing going on that they, didn't they, well, quite they work out. Well, they, they had one. Yeah, well, you know, sad face, but still, that's that's history. That's history. Yeah, Jesse Quick, uh, you know, the, the essential Flash of her, her Earth, although she's the Jesse Quick of her Earth, and... You know, Harry, uh, you know, he's not what he once was mentally, but of course he's always been a, a beloved, probably the most beloved Wells of, of Flash fans, uh, at oh, least for sure. from, from an OG standpoint. And um, yeah, beloved characters. Bell, they gone, man. They gone. Wait, hold on, they hold on. They killed him. Hold on, hold on, They hold took on. him away. They took him away, Bell. What do you mean they, what do you, hold on. They Ca killed him on Arrow. Down. Calm no, down. I don't want to calm down. <laughs> what What do you mean they gone? Please they define gone. they gone. <laughs> it's all gone, Bell. All right, so at the end of the episode, and obviously this is massive spoilers here. At the very tail end of the episode, they're chilling out and they're at the DA's office or the cop place. I don't, it doesn't matter. The cop and it's, place. You know, the place where the cops take the bad guys and such. Here's the, the deal. Jail. 
Yeah, whatever. Oliver is there, and Diggle, our Diggle, is there as well because he borrowed a thing from Cisco. That's what I referenced earlier, and so he was popping over at Earth too and trying to talk Oliver out of having the same kind of story arc the Barry's having. Anyway, point is, they are there, and they've got Laurel, who's the Black Canary of Earth two, is chilling, and they're all there at the cop place, and and then Bell, the 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 thing goes red. Everywhere goes red. Okay. And so like outside it's red, it's red skies everywhere. It's like that song. I'm blue. I'm a D I'm a die, but it's red everywhere. And then the red start coming in like a big red wall. So instead of like the bleeding skies, it's like this big wall, kind of like, Wait, the, like the wall, that, the berries all like exactly the like antimatter the wall, the, the antimatter wall. Thank you. Bill. So he, it, it, so that starts closing in all around them and they're like, what's going on. And so they open up a portal just in the nick of time. And Oliver very quite casually walks directly into it, despite the, the apocalypse going on around him. But that's, that's a whole nother thing. And it wipes out. And Earth 2 is gone, Bell. It's gone. They killed Harry, and they killed Jesse, and they killed all of Earth 2, which is like uh, 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 the, the gorilla, gorilla City. That's gone. The gorilla Grodd's gone? Well, I think Grodd's on our Earth, if I'm remembering correctly. But but the Gorilla City's gone? What? Yeah. They killed him. They killed him all. They did it on Arrow, Bell. They did it on Arrow. They have failed this franchise. Why you got to do something like that on Arrow of They all did places? it on Arrow, Bell. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. It's Arrow's last season. Where's and the they therapist? Went, Where's yeah. the therapist? Yeah. Where's she at? Wait, I need the therapist, man. You know, you know hold on. Can, can we... <laughs> Earth 2 right now. <laughs> That's a little throwback from, from Legends. We always play taps when characters die and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we need to start pouring some out, man. I think some of these I, you know Earths... I, you know gonna... I'm, I'm going to have a moment of silence and, and, and have a sip of beer for Earth 2. That is crazy. I have to watch Arrow now. That is nuts. Have one for Harry. Have one for Jesse. Have one for uh, Barry, depowered, no, no power Barry. He's gone. I'm They're just going to finish this beer. That's 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 crazy. Can you believe that? They did that on Arrow in a blink in the mist, it, and then it was gone. I hope, man. I hope that Arrow, that uh, Flash addresses it next season. Maybe they they need to get to Earth 2 for something really quick, or maybe he wants to convey, you know, like, Harry's not picking up his calls. Like, they need to address this. That They have to. They have to. And then, and then oh, dude, if they did this, Oh my gosh, I would, I would, it would be insane if they did this. We're like, you know, Barry's like, you know, trying to get in touch. Oh, we got, we got, maybe, maybe we can talk to Harry on Earth too. Maybe Jesse, you know, maybe talk to them, see if we can find some ideas on like, you know, how to, uh, how to prepare the team post Flash. And they like, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not getting anything on the on the multi multiverse communicator. And then it pops up one of those like editors notes, <laughs> little sorry. boxes, like, like you know, <laughs> review arrow last episode, you know, editor. And that would be freaking awesome. Just a little comic book, little box pop up. Yeah, oh, my that, gosh. That'd be funny. Yeah. Huh? Nope, it's gone. It's all gone. Well, Bo, I just want to say this right now. The sun is setting, and it's making the clouds outside of my window look red. Uh, well, I'm not about to be gone, too, am I? <laughs> no, because like I said, they didn't uh, They didn't go with the red skies. It's literally like a wall of antimatter. So okay. I don't know if, like, I, I think, and it happened very quick. So it wasn't like this foreboding situation where, um, uh, you know, you, you thought something must be happening. It's like, no, it was blinking, you miss it, and now the earth is gone. Now, here's my question, because... All right, I'm, I'm. I think I'm calm now. I think I've talked myself down. I'm. I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, Earth two gone. Now this was also. Uh, you know, this is great. Uh, Alex in the chat is mentioning if you go back and take a look at at Jay's map, it uh, basically foretells that this was going to happen. Um, Earths will die. That's part of crisis. Do we think Bell? 
that the Earths that die will have the ability to come back? Like, is it possible that what we will see in these cameos is not so much them looking up at red skies, but them actually getting wiped out by an like antimatter wall that's going to eradicate their Earth until Barry and or somebody, which is probably Barry, uh, sacrifices himself to reestablish the multiverse. So that's a very important question because the answer to that question is completely determined by how the creative team at Warner Brothers Television wants to handle this, right? This is this is a situation where they can say, okay, well, do we want Barry to eradicate all of the problematic, you know, uh, 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 or rather, do we want a crisis to eradicate all of these loose ends and various different things from our, just like they did in the comics, right? Like, just like how they, they merge the Earths down and things like that. But do we want them to actually merge the Earths down or do we want them to uh, destroy them and then Barry saves the Earths that are now only important? You see what I'm saying? It's like it's like Ooh. two different paths. It's like either Barry merges everything down into one Earth, and so we're all there, or uh, uh, the the end. So so yeah, the end result is either everything is merged down, and all they're 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 not different Earths anymore, and we can have all of our characters and do you know do different stuff like that. Or the other possibility is Barry only saves the Earths that are now. Uh, important and the ones that, only, that we care about. We get rid of all these accessory characters. We get rid of all this extra stuff and we start over clean slate from a new multiverse that is pared down to just the stuff we care about. Uh, like a new 52 of sorts. Um, so here's why I don't think that's going to happen. If you think back to what crisis was, it was a business decision from DC standpoints. They had all of these different companies they had acquired. They had all of these different stories and they needed to refine their storytelling and get everything under kind of one continuity and really kind of validate some of their purchases by incorporating them into this kind of main continuity. So Crisis was this beautiful apocalyptic tale that really came out of a business decision. The problem that we run into now, Bell, is that we're not dealing with comic book characters that are all under one house. A lot of these characters and, and universes are divvied up and owned by all of these different like companies and properties that have the publication rights and everything else. You know, Warner is, they've, they've kind of cascaded all of their stuff across different networks, across different production teams. They're not in a place to make that business decision. Now, if they had gone and done the work to reacquire and bring all these properties in house, then yes, I think that is exactly what we'd be leading into is kind of the relaunch of a new DC universe, a new DC TV universe but we're not just talking TV. We've got movie references. Uh, we didn't mention this before, but of course, uh, you know the Bruce Wayne of um, of the original Batman movie film is being referenced in in one of the uh, cutaways. Is so that we confirmed? know that that is confirmed. Okay. So it's kind of one of these things that um, I, you know what? As, as I say, it's confirmed. I actually don't know that it's confirmed. I'm I'm almost positive that's confirmed. But let me let me just state right now, I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. I could <laughs> be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't want my space dad to get mad at me. <laughs> um, but here's the deal, man. I think that when it all comes down to it, I think we're going to get as close to a crisis as is possible with the, the different franchises where they're at. 
So I think that we're going to get a lot of nods, whether or not the characters come together for a fight or if we just see them blinked out to be re-blinked back in after, you know, the heroes, the paragons, whatever you want to call them, do whatever they need to do. Um, I think we're not going to actually, I think we're going to, we're going to see worlds die in December to be returned, if not reborn in January. I feel like, okay, here, here, here's my official theory of what we're going to see. All right, let's hear it. Uh, we're going to see cameos. We're going to see cameos from a bunch of different shows. We're also going to see worlds destroyed up until that point. Uh, what we're going to have at the end is uh, anything that wasn't destroyed will remain the same. But the worlds that are destroyed, they're going to be gone. And Barry's going to save what's left. And so I feel like what they're going to do is get rid of a bunch of extraneous loose ends and characters. And so, like, 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 for example, like, you know, if we do see Titans and they're looking up and the skies are red, the next time we see the Titans will be after Barry has, uh, you know, sacrificed himself and the skies will, will return to normal. I don't think we're going to see an instance where it's going to be like a snap and then a blip. I think it's going to be a, oh, no, our world's almost doomed and then it's saved. Huh. But other worlds will be completely destroyed. I mean, but which worlds? Well, clearly Earth 2. I think it's going to be returned. Like they can't. I think Earth 2's gone. They can't kill Harry and Jesse with no fanfare, man. I'm sorry. Jesse Quick in and particular. on a different show? Yeah, on a on freaking Arrow. I'm not going to get mad about it again, but I'm just they saying. Did. But they did. They <laughs> but they did. did. It's but, gone. But Bell, they did. It's gone. I, I think it's they gone. They took it I, away. I, I loved Earth 2. And they I took know. It away. I did too. It's gone though. I think it's gone, and I think it's going to stay gone. I don't think it's coming back. This I is all really like don't. a spinoff series. It's going to be like all the stuff that they've taken away. It's going to be <laughs> well. Like that, that, that's the reason why we have legends is because they have all these actors that they don't know what to do with anymore. And so, as opposed to creating five hundred different spinoff shows, they're just going to they're just going to destroy them all and get rid of them. Justice for Harry and Jesse, man. For sure, for up. sure. But I, I really up. do think that's where they're going now. I think that I think that makes the They'll most. They'll be back. They'll be back. They'll it makes back. the most sense from a business standpoint. It makes the most sense from. It makes a no sense from stand- a business standpoint. No, no, no. Hang on. It, how does it make sense from a business standpoint? Uh, because you have all these characters and you can't write enough material for all of them, and so you just pare them down. You go like, all right, we're getting rid of these people. We're getting rid of these people. How can we do this in a way that's not going to just piss off fans by just saying, "Oh, rocks fall, your party dies." I know. We'll use Crisis, which is a famous you know extremely well-known comic book storyline where this this same kind of calamity happens huh i mean it's possible that all the cw shows will merge into one earth as a result but i just don't see i don't don't see that happening at all Mm. we'll see i i i I thought i thought that originally and i was excited about that originally but like thinking about it i just don't think that's going to happen anymore i think the reason why they're doing this is they're going to try maybe not reboot the universe but Pare it down. Huh. Bring it okay. back to its core fundamentals. Interesting. I hope they don't, because I love the craziness. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I do too, but like, you know, that's the thing. It's is it's you know, when you have a show with 40 different quote main characters, it yeah. it's it's just crazy. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, we will see what we will see, man. But um, yeah. listen, we like, like I mentioned at the top, we have so much show here. Uh, we've had so much to cover. Honestly, this was such a great night of television that we had with this amazing episode of The Flash and this just incredible episode of Arrow. Um, I know I, you know, we, 
I poke fun at the continuity issue with Robert Queen and, and just the the shocking nature of them ending Earth Two on Arrow. But fa- like you watch these two episodes back to back, and I mean it was it was like a night at the movies. It was great. So uh, wonderful, wonderful episodes, and I'm um, looking forward to next week. You know, we got some great listener feedback in, but I, I tell you what, we're going to kick that to next week just because we we have kind of run over time here. But we do want to let people know to head over to Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk uh, to join us for our live shows every single night after the Flash airs. We're going to be having some fun uh, talking crisis, talking everything that's uh, leading up as we kind of build up to this amazing midpoint in the season. You know, I teased it um, out last week we're, we're hoping to do something very special for the crisis uh and we're still kind of working on that so uh, there'll be more information as we get closer to it but you can of course follow us on twitter at flash tv talk you can also follow our personal accounts at ring that bell and at the real bow york but if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com that's p-o-d-a-s-t-e-r-y.com and for the latest news and daily discussions, of course, live shows as well, uh, be sure to hit us up at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And special thanks as always to Charlie Bob who provides music for our show. You can hear the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. We're a proud member of the TV talk.fm family. Head over to TV talk.fm for the latest and greatest in all things TV talking shows, even beyond DC. We're talking Star Wars TV talk uh, and uh, Tolkien TV talk and Supergirl TV talk. There's so much TV talk. You got to check it out. TV talk.fm. And that is going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash.